All right, so we are starting a new series on joy, and what better way to start a series on joy with some dad jokes? Come on, anybody want some dad jokes this morning? What do you call two monkeys that share an Amazon account? Primates. What kind of doctor was Dr. Pepper? A physician. A physician. There you go. What was Mr. Sippy's wife's name? Mississippi. Come on. Come on. All right. Do you want more or should, should we stop there? Why didn't the melons get married? Because they cantaloupe. All right, we're laughing here today because we have joy. Does anybody have joy, unspeakable, full of glory? Does anybody have joy that's not dependent upon the pastor's jokes? How many of us, it's God's will for God's people to have joy? We should be the happiest person in the store. We should be the happiest person on the street. We should live a joy-filled life. And I want to just ask you today, are you enjoying the journey? Are you enjoying life? And if you're not enjoying the journey, then we need to ask why. And, and I, I think maybe sometimes the reason we're not enjoying the journey is we fall into the when-then trap. Anybody ever been there like, when this happens, then I'll be happy. Then I'll have joy. You know, when, when I get married, I'll have joy. When I have kids, I'll have joy. When I make uh, that promotion, I'll have joy. And I want to just tell you right now, if that is your template for joy, you're never going to have it because it's never enough. And, and every season offers its new challenges. Every season offers, you know, different things that can rob us of our joy. It's all a matter of perspective. And, and I want to give you two perspectives that joy is built, in, built on, and that is number one, joy is more relational than it is emotional. Joy is about your relationships, and it starts with a relationship with Jesus. That's where my joy comes from. Not based on how I'm feeling, not based on what I'm experiencing. My joy is based on the fact that I have a relationship with the God of the universe, and that's where my joy comes from. My, my joy comes from a relationship with all of you and, and outside of even these walls. And, and joy is more relational than emotional because Jesus goes beyond what I'm feeling. It, it is uh, joy unspeakable, as we talked about, and full of glory. The world didn't give it. The world can't take it away. That's what joy is. We're going to talk about the difference between joy and happiness but right relationship with my creator and my father, Jesus Christ, is the basis for my joy. Next foundation is this. Joy is more volitional than it is emotional. In other words, joy is a choice. Did you know that? Joy is a choice. I choose whether I have joy or not. I don't choose my circumstances, but I can choose whether I have joy. It's a choice, and we, we've got to be people that choose joy. And it's not always the best option, 
It's not always the easiest option, but it's always the right option. And we're going to talk about what that looks like and, and what is the difference between joy and happiness. Well, happiness just kind of happens to you. Happiness just happens in circumstances. It's based on circumstances. Uh, your, your favorite team wins. You're happy. You get the raise. You're happy. Joy, on the other hand, is a choice that we purposely make. We get out of bed and we say, I'm going to have joy today. And happiness doesn't bring joy. And joy isn't a byproduct of happiness. Joy is something grander than happiness. It is a fruit of the Spirit. You know that joy is supernatural. Everybody experiences happiness at one time or another. Not everybody experiences joy. And that is one of the reasons why we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit because when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we have a supernatural feeling, a supernatural, more than even a feeling, a, a knowledge of joy of God in our heart. It's an attitude of the heart and spirit. And, and it is synonymous with being a Christian. And I'm, I'm just going to say, joy is a holiness issue. If you're a Christian and you don't have joy, you need to, you need to check some things. Something's off. Why? Because if you have the Holy Spirit of God moving in your life, it's just automatic. There's going to be joy. Now, I'm going to say this. That doesn't mean we're always happy. Sometimes I have joy and I'm not happy. But joy goes deeper than that emotion of happiness, and it knows that Jesus is on the throne, and he's on my side. Come on, anybody have joy here today? Nehemiah 8.10 says, the joy of the Lord is our what? Strength. How do I make it through the bad days? I've got joy. Based in a knowledge of who Jesus is. James 1 and 2 says, count it all joy, brothers, when you meet various trials of different kinds. Count it joy when those challenges come. And we're gonna talk about how we can do that. Philippians 4.4, and we're gonna be talking uh, throughout this next series. We're gonna be dealing with the book of Philippians and, and the theme of Philippians is joy. And the, the, the verse that kind of sums it all up, Philippians 4.4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. When it's winter time, when it's your, your uh, van has been in the shop for three months and they can't figure out how to fix it. <clears throat> Don't know who that's talking to today. But have joy. Have joy. Rejoice always. Why? Because I know that God's working in this situation. And then he says, and again I say. If you didn't hear me the first time, for the people in the back, rejoice in the Lord. I wonder if somebody could just stand on your feet today and rejoice in the Lord. Come on, rejoice in who Jesus is. I'm not rejoicing in my circumstance. I'm not rejoicing in who I am. I'm rejoicing in the creator of heaven and earth. Yeah, has anybody got the joy, joy, joy? down in your heart. So in Philippians, Paul is writing from prison. Think about that. He's writing this letter, this epistle about joy, and he is locked up in prison. That's supernatural. That doesn't happen 
normally. He's not bitter. He's not angry. One of the, the, probably the most encouraging letter that Paul writes is written in prison. And he's writing from Rome in a Roman prison around 62 AD. And he's writing to the church at Philippi. And this church has a special place in his heart. Uh, he was traveling, uh, doing his missionary travels. And if you read Acts 16, God keeps closing doors. He wants to go to Asia, that door gets closed. He wants to go somewhere else, that door gets closed. And he just kind of ends up in Philippi. And, and Philippi wasn't plan A, it wasn't plan B, it was plan P. He doesn't know why he's there. And then one day, this woman named Lydia has an interaction with him. And uh, she, he shares with her the gospel. She's instantly baptized. And, and she brings her household. And a church is established in this little town called Philippi. And he writes to them. And I want us to see what he says, in, uh, starting with verse 3, because it goes with our first point of how we have joy. He says this, I thank God in my remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine for you making my prayer with what? Joy. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And uh, verse seven, and it is right for me to feel this way about you and about you all because I hold you in my heart for you are all partakers of me with grace both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For it is God, for God is my witness how I yearn for you with all the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and with discernment so that you may approve what is excellent to be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus to the glory and praise of God. And here's the first place where our joy comes from. Joy comes from relationships. Paul was sitting in this prison and he's not sulking. He's not feeling sorry for himself. He, you know what he does? He says, get me some paper and a pen because I wanna write to the church at Philippi and just let them know I'm sitting here in this prison, but don't worry about me. I'm fine because I'm thinking of you. And I'm taking joy in what God has done in your life. And he begins to thank them for, for being faithful to him and to be faithful to Jesus in the middle of his imprisonment. And his joy is rooted in Christ, but it's also rooted in the people that God has brought into his life. And I want to give you uh, just a, a good foundation for joy is this. Don't make it about you. Don't make your joy based on how you're feeling. Don't make your joy based on your circumstance. Don't make your joy contingent on what's going on in your life. If you wanna have joy in your life, be like Paul when you're sitting in a prison and say, you know what, I wanna tell other people about the joy they bring into my life. You see, we, we become miserable and unhappy when everything is self-focused because we can never have enough. We can never get enough. And there can always be something, someone that's irking us, some situation that's not good enough. But when we look around at others and we see good things happening in their life, despite maybe that it's not the best situation for us, we get joy. Does anybody have joy today in God's church? 
And it was, it was funny, about, about 10, 10 minutes before church, starts, uh, church started today, I took these pictures, and these people don't know I took pictures of them. Hopefully no privacy rights were violated. If we could have those pictures. Th this is where I get joy. This, this is Kate, and uh, she came in to Christ Tabernacle, and I baptized her with a prison uh, bracelet on. And I... I told her, I said, don't you worry about that. We're, we're just trading one tracking device for another, amen. You're gonna have a heavenly tracking device when you, and God has changed her life. God, God if you ever uh, come to a CR service and hear her testimony, there she is back there. Come on, let's let it. This is where, this is where joy comes from. And, and today she's, She's taking pictures as part of the media team. She's taking one of me right now. She's taking pictures of the social media team. She's serving in God's house, loving God. Come on, we need to rejoice for that. That's where my joy comes from. That's what it's all about. Amen. If we go to the next picture, here's, here's Alex today. He is working and he is uh, doing the live feed. Come on, let's let Alex, let him know he's doing a good job. Dad, you had no idea I was gonna do that. I didn't know I was gonna do this until like 10 minutes before church. And that is his first Sunday doing that. He came into the church after his dad came into the church. God changed his life. All of his brothers have been baptized. Today he's serving in God's house. Come on, that's where I get joy today. Amen. And, and so I, I get joy when I, when I hear a CR testimony. I get joy when I see somebody go under the waters of baptism. I get joy when I see someone come from light and darkness and they're not just living for God, but they're serving in God's house. And they're bringing, they're like Dennis, you're bringing people out of, out of the darkness into light. Come on, how many's thankful for soul winners? That's what, I get joy. When people get into the mission of God, I, I get joy when I, when I watch my kids, when they, they go to kids' church. I get joy when I see my wife serving in her gifts, using her gifts for the calling of God. And that is what Paul is doing. He's stepping outside of, of his little existence. He's stepping outside of where he's at in that prison. He says, you know what, I, I'm, I'm thinking about what God did through me in Philippi, and I'm thinking about Lydia, I'm thinking about all those people that were baptized and, and how they're serving for God. And you know what, compared to what I'm going through, you know what, that gives me joy. And I wanna tell you, whatever you go through in life, you can always point to something that will give you joy. Something that will make you rise above whatever circumstance you feel that you're in. And, and here's what you gotta understand. When you're on your deathbed, what will give you joy is not that house you bought. When you're on your deathbed, what will give you joy is not that you upgraded that car every year and you traded in and you got the latest model with all the gadgets. That, that is not what is gonna give you joy. When you're on your deathbed, what will give you joy is that your kids gathered around you know who Jesus is. That they, they're saved, they've been born of the water, of the spirit. Well, what's gonna give you joy is all those trips on those uh, roads to Herrick and all those long trips to youth group and all of that, it was worth it because the household is serving God and, and we know that we have a future ahead of us. And as Paul would say, to live is Christ, but to die is gain.
Come on, does anybody have that kind of joy? So we need relationships. That's why you need to be in church. You know why you're sad and lonely? Because you're not connected to anybody. You need to get in church and you need to have a circle. Who's in your circle? Who's helping you grow? Who's praying with you? Who's calling you to a deeper purpose with God? Number two, joy is amplified when we give it away. You wanna have joy? Give it away. You're feeling unhappy? Give joy away to other people and see the smile that goes on their face and they'll give you joy. Philippians verse 80 says, for God is my witness how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus and it's my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and discernment that you may approve what is excellent and be pure, blameless before Christ. We, we can stop there. But, but here's what he, he's, he says, I yearn for you. He's letting them know my joy is rooted in you. It, you, you give me so much joy. And, and Paul doesn't keep the joy that he gets from this church in his heart. He tells them. He conveys it. He lets them know. And if you want to have more joy, give it away to others. Amen. That's why it's more blessed to give than to receive. Because when you see someone's face, when you bless them, when you see somebody just experience that joy that comes through giving, that joy that comes supernaturally just through encouragement, when I see that smile on their face, that gives me joy. Why? Because that's our purpose. Amen. We weren't here for Heap, to, to heap joy on ourselves, to heap happiness on ourselves. No, we're here to give it away. And that is how you reach your purpose. And I, I want us to see where God gets his joy. Hebrews chapter 12 says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin that clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for what? The joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of God. You know what that's saying? What was his joy? Us. What was the joy that was set before him? Yes, this cross is going to be uh, excruciating. Yes, this, this experience is going to be miserable. But he knew at the end of this, there's a joy that's set before me, and it's my church. It's my people. Did you know that God takes joy in you? Yes. And isn't it weird that no one's ever told us that before? And that's because I think we have this twisted view of God that he's always mad. We're always doing something. Even on our best day, it wasn't, no, no, no. God takes joy yes. in you. And, and, and God has, has blessed me with a beautiful wife and kids. And I, I take joy in them. And I, as I was preparing for this message, I was, I was thinking, they don't even have to do anything for me to get joy. Like I can just see them and I get joy. Just because they exist, I have joy. God feels the same way about you. But here, here's the thing, when they do something to honor me or to give me joy, my joy is amplified. I already have joy, but it becomes amplified when, when they do things like acts of service and things like that. And that is the same way our father feels. He already has joy for us. But when we come into his house and we worship him, we praise him, when we, we serve other people, when we love him, 
with our whole heart, our mind, body, and spirit, his joy is amplified. And I don't know about you, but God has done so much for me, I wanna amplify his joy. Anybody wanna make Jesus, if it's even possible, if it's even possible, does anyone wanna make Jesus even happier today? Come on, can we do that right now? Lord, we give you joy today, God. Amen. And so joy is at the core of being a disciple of Jesus. I wanna ask you, is God being glorified in your joy? Is God being glorified in your joy? And I, I, I said a couple weeks ago that, you know, if you don't like hearing this story about my son, you might not wanna to go to church here because I talk about it all the time. But when we were going through that situation and we were in the NICU for about four months, there was, there was one night and it was just really tough. It was a really bad day. And, and Danielle and I uh, got together at the Ronald McDonald house and I said, Danielle, we're gonna pray that no matter what happens, God gets glorified. Because that's how you can have joy. Whatever, if we have to fly to Boston with George for this radical surgery, God, you be glorified. If you heal him, you be glorified. Whatever circumstance we have to go through, you be glorified, O oh Lord. And that leads us to the third point, and that, that is this. Joy comes from a mindset of expectation. And that is, I don't know what's going on right now. I don't know why God is allowing this, but he will be glorified and I will have joy. I will have joy in it. And, and uh, just to go back to that story, I'm sorry, but it's part of my testimony. George and Elise, when they, when they were born, they were born in Effingham and it was unexpected, very early, 29 weeks. And I, I wheeled Danielle into the front desk and I signed some papers and I, I didn't really know what was going on. And I get up there and I'm just kind of happy-go-lucky. And there was one nurse working the floor that night and she was just out of nursing school and her eyes were about this, this big. And I came in, I was like, so we having babies tonight? And she's like, oh yeah, we're having babies. And she's on the phone, she's calling every doctor she can get. And that was the first time I was scared because I knew she was scared. But they got everybody there and the long story short, the kids were born, everything happened as it needed to happen. And, and, and here's what I wanna tell you. This is how you gotta look at life. About a year later, she made a Facebook post and that night, that things that happened that night brought her to faith in Jesus. She, she didn't know if she, she didn't know if she believed in God. She didn't know what, you know, any of those things, but, but that brought her to Jesus. And so already George and Elise have won one person to God. And that, that's, how, that's how you got, God, you be glorified. And I want you to see Paul's attitude here. He says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has served to advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. If most of the brothers have become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment are much more bold to speak the word without fear. And I'm just gonna stop there. He, he says, hey guys, don't feel sorry for me. I have joy 
because I, I have a mindset of expectation of why God has put me here. And I can already see the reason God's put me here is I've witnessed to every soldier in this place and they've told the whole palace. In other words, they've told the politicians, they've told everybody and the gospel is spreading because I am here. In other words, he's saying I have joy because God's already been glorified. And he said, because I've been put in prison, it's made some of these lukewarm Christians around me be even more bold and to preach the gospel. And I want to tell you that, that if you want to have joy in your life, you have to say, okay, God, what are you doing through this? Because I know you're doing something. God, what are you doing inside of me? God, what are you doing around me? And, and he continues on, he says, some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to inflict me in my imprisonment. In other words, there, there were rival preachers that were glad that Paul was in prison because it gave them the limelight. Isn't that weird? But here, here's what Paul says. I want you to see what he says. He says, what then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. Amen. Amen. Notice what he's saying. He's saying, if it means me going to prison for more people to preach the gospel, so be it. And I take joy in that. I take joy in the expectation that God is doing something greater despite my personal discomfort. And I wanna ask you, if God had to make you uncomfortable for his will to expand, for his kingdom to expand, are you open? Amen. And can you keep your joy in that circumstance? Paul has come to a place where he can completely trust God in his life that whatever comes in his life, God will get glory. God will be honored. And, and if your joy is contingent on your comfort, you're gonna lose it. But if your joy is contingent on God being glorified, your joy will increase. Your joy will grow. So the question we have to ask is this, how will God use this for his glory? We receive joy when we ask that question out of faith-filled expectation. And I want you to pay attention to what I'm about to say. Joy is a matter of faith. Joy is a matter of faith. It's not a matter of emotion. It's a matter of faith. On the worst day of my life, I can choose to have joy. Why? Because I believe he conquered death, hell, and the grave. I believe he's coming back again. I believe I will live in eternity with him. I believe my kids will be saved. I believe my family will be saved. I believe God is doing something great and all the darkness around me, God will be glorified. Come on, let's stand to our feet and say, God, you be glorified. If you're going through a situation right now, say, God, be glorified. God be glorified. That's where my joy comes from. Number four, joy comes from looking at the big picture. Joy comes from looking at the big picture. Verse 21 says, for me to live is Christ 
and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet, which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I'm hard pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and to be with Christ for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is far more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain. In other words, Paul says, I, I, I really feel compelled and I really would love to go because I, I know that that is better to be with Christ. But he says, I, I wanna stay here. I wanna remain and continue with you all for your progress. And I want you to see this, and for your joy in the faith so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Wow. That's quite a mindset, isn't it? Paul says, I, I want the Lord to keep me here a little bit longer because I know that I still have joy to spread. I know that I still have people to minister to. Even if it's writing letters behind this prison. And that's how you can live a joy-filled life. And I, I think, you know, here in America, we have this, we're absolutely terrified of death. And don't get me wrong, I, I don't wanna go today. I have a lot of life to live. But Paul says, to die is gain. And if we really believe that, what do we have to be afraid of? If we really believe that, what can steal our joy? The worst thing that I can experience in life cannot take me, cannot take my joy if I believe that. Why? Because my joy isn't based on what this world has to offer. It's based on something supernatural. To live is Christ. In other words, to live, to live like Jesus, to love like Jesus, to serve like Jesus. He says, if I'm gonna stay here, it's gonna be rooted in living for God. But if I go, you know what? That's a gain too because I get to be in his presence. This is not a morbid statement. It's a joyful statement. It's a joyful statement. Paul says that he wants to stay here because he wants to give joy to other people. And I want to tell you, if you're miserable today, if you've got sucked into the false messaging that's all around us is that you've got to have more to be happy. You've got to have the latest be happy. You, you have to be married to be happy. You have to be in some romantic relationship to be happy, or you've got to have this. You're never going to have joy. But if you get up and you say, God, help me to have the big picture. And that is, I'm here to give joy to other people. God, help me give joy to my kids. God, help me give joy to my students. God, help me give joy to the people around me who are hurting. And I wanna tell you, if you do that, a joy will spring up inside of you. And the bottom line is this, I will have joy either way. I will have joy if it's a good day. I will have joy if it's a bad day. Why? Because I have a supernatural spring of living water rising up in me. Come on, stand up to your feet if you have that here today. Does anybody have that joy unspeakable? Full of glory. 
Amen. I want to tell somebody, if, if, you can just, if you can just get here on Sunday and look around, you can have joy. I know there's a lot wrong in the world. You don't have to be a genius to see that or figure it out. But there's a lot right, too. And you can have joy if you look in the right places. Take joy in God's church. Take joy in those kids God's given you. Take joy in the people God's put in your life for you to touch and minister to. Now, I want to just encourage somebody today. If you've lost your joy, you can get it back. And we've all been there. We've all been there. There's been times where I've lost my joy. Lost my time where there's been times where I've just going through the motions and putting on a smile on my face because that's what I'm supposed to do. But there was inside just felt dead. I'll tell you, God wants to restore that joy. There was a time in David's life where he lost his joy. And he made this prayer in Psalm 51. He says, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Come on, does anybody want that? Anybody want your joy restored today? Amen. And, and, And here's what you need. You need to know who Jesus is to have joy. If you don't know who Jesus is, I, I don't know how any way you can have joy. You can have, you can have the whole world. You can be happy, but you can't have lasting joy. And if you want that joy, give your life to him right now. Say, Lord, I'm, I'm tired of living my own life. I make you Lord my life. Give you the keys. God, forgive me for living selfishly. Forgive me, God, for thinking about myself. Lord, help me to serve others. Come on, if, if that's your attitude, let me, let me tell you where, where, where I get my joy. There was a day I went under the water in the name above every other name. And I have joy because I, I, I know things are settled. I have joy on the worst day of my life because I was buried with him in baptism. And ain't no grave gonna hold me down. We can do that today. Can I get a good amen? That's why we're here. And here's another place where joy comes from is being filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And when we speak that heavenly language, You know what that is? That's joy. And I believe there's a time to speak in a war tongue. I believe in all that, but there's also a time to speak in a joy tongue. And that's why it's joy unspeakable. If you've never experienced that today, God wants to fill you with his spirit. He says it's like out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Joy just comes everywhere you go. Joy is spread. How many would like to be like a joy machine? Everywhere you go, you just... So here's what, we're gonna sing another song. If you want that today, if you want God to restore your joy, if you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, come on, come up here. Just lift up your hands and say, God, fill me with your spirit and be open to words 
proceeding from your mouth you've never spoken that's the joy of the lord does anybody have it here today come on let's lift up our hands god i pray for every person here today god i pray restore our joy god i pray for anyone that's hurting god anybody that's lord just gone through a season of dryness spiritual dryness god i pray your joy god would over flood us god I pray, Jesus, your joy would be in our homes, God. Pray your joy would be in our hearts, your joy, God, in our high schools, and our workplaces, God. Lord, and I have an expectation, God, you will be glorified. I have an expectation, God, that what's going on in my life is not going to be wasted, Lord. But you're going to show off and show out. Come on, let's lift up our hands as we sing it right now. How many knows that you're going to see a victory? How many knows that God's about to do? 